episode 22 of the Blokebusters podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Paul. And today's date is July 31st, 2013. Today we're going to be discussing the film The Wolverine. Take it away, Paul. (laughs) Well, let's... Just start off with Brian taking a drink. Yep, and yep, then bang, <laughs> bang, bang, yes, yes, alright. And then after that, I will just say if you want to contact us about anything, you can always do it on our Twitter page, at Blokebusters, on Facebook at dot com slash Blokebusters. We now have a new website. We do. Which is up and running, not necessarily, not necessarily going to be <laughs> staying as it is, but... We're going to be fiddling with it over the next month or two, probably longer than that, knowing myself, and trying to get it good. It basically just blokebusters.webs.com, and hopefully at some point in the next year or two, I will end up just getting the blokebusters.com <laughs> domain. But it's nice to have goals. Yeah. <laughs> no promises right now. Though. I'm just happy to have an outlet for my ranting in a uh, literary form, I guess. You yeah. Because uh, yeah. Yeah, the rants are good fun to listen to, but uh, I'm yes, sure you yes, have yes. more than you actually yes. bring. <laughs> Can't wait to type in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> this is how angry I am. Oh, yes. Okay. And of course, there's our emails at blokebusterpodcasts at gmail.com or contact at blokebusters.me. Get it? Got it? Good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Down uh, to the business at hand. Indeed. So, The Wolverine. Well, there's not much you can really say about this film. I, mean... I guess we're done. <laughs> All right. Thanks, folks. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's any film starring Hugh Jackman dressed scantily. Pretty much fill in the plot point from there, you know. <laughs> but, Wolverine the musical. Yeah, yeah. if you absolutely you... have to go with Lay the Wolverine. <laughs> Summoned to Japan by an old acquaintance, Wolverine becomes embroiled in a conflict that forces him to confront his own deeds. Hmm. Wow, that's actually a terrible synopsis of the film. I don't know. (laughs) I would have went with Karate Kid Part 2 with the Wolverine. (laughs) (laughs) It was very much like, I don't know, is it your fault? Yeah. The Japanese girlfriend, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definite parallels. Karate tournaments. You know, I'm sure there was a karate tournament in there. Just, you know, in the deleted scenes. Yeah, yeah he walks past a karate tournament. Yeah, exactly. You know. They should have thrown that in. Yes, just, I would like our intro music to be The Glory of Love by Peter Cetera from Chicago. I don't know if you know the tune, but it's quite fantastic from the 80s. But it's, you know, in the Karate Kid too. Yeah. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Most of you don't. You're the same ones. Okay. All right. Sorry. Derailed right. us. Let's get... Who the hell was in this damn movie, Paul? All right. Well, the director of said film was James Mangold. And going into the money figures quick, budget of $120 million. And as of, I think, yesterday, it has made $150,655,815. Hmm. Hmm. Contributed 11 of those. Ooh. I yes. think... Myself and my wife were 12. Bullshit! <laughs> well, we managed to see a matinee, so... Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right, so, who's in this film? Well, there's a, a young fellow by the name of Hugh Jackman. Huge. <laughs> Huge arm man. <laughs> As he should have been called in this. Yes, As, of course, Logan or Wolverine, whichever you want to call it. He doesn't want to call himself Wolverine for most of this film, so... You know, whatever. Or a homeless caveman, or, yeah. And we have, as Maniko Yashida, Teo Okamoto. I'm going with what I think it's supposed to sound like, <laughs> rather could, than yeah. genuine there. They were saying her name so fast, I was, I was like, sounding like Mako, or make it, you know, like, yeah. they weren't even saying the R in there, but whatever. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, okay. Well, no, like, I'm saying, right there, T-A-O. That's oh, that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her real name, yeah. No, yeah, that'll be one. And then, of course, Yukio, a first-time actress, apparently, mm. of Rila Fukushima. And she is your classic schoolgirl, Japanese girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. I, I kind was, of. I would say she looks older than your average schoolgirl. Well, girl's you know, as, as far image. as attire, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> And I've only got two others written down. The other guy I have written down would be the... I would say the other main guy in it, despite the fact that he doesn't get the most screen time. It's the... Your father? No, the former fiancé or former Hmm. boyfriend. Pretty Boy Ninja. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. (laughs) So the character's name is 
Canuccio Harada, and it's played by a guy called Will Young Lee. Okay. Yeah, he wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Dr. Green or Viper, and I actually know nothing about this character outside of this film, so I don't. Mm. I can't really bring that much of a balanced argument to whether or not they did well. Svetlana Kodchenkova. And, Kodchenkova. Yeah, Kodchenkova, yes. yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to spell it K H O D C H E N K O V A. Make with that what you will. I hope I... she didn't pick that as her Twitter handle. Right. <laughs> She's wasting a lot of characters there. Yeah. At Svetlana Kodchenkova. Hi. Hi. I'm out of characters. And there were a couple of cameos, but I'm sure we'll, I'm get, sure to we'll that. get to that. Yes. Oh, well, I guess we can mention Famke Jean Grey. She appears well, yeah. quite sporadically throughout the film. Yeah, Famke and, Jensen. In his dreams or his subconscious. Whatever. Yeah, whichever is sure. never fully gone into, and yeah. technically given what her powers were, she could actually still just be in his head. Like Much that along the same lines as Patrick Stewart's character. Mm-hmm. You know, he, she mm-hmm. could be around and actually being there doing this stuff to him. Why she would want to, I don't know, but yeah. this, that's what was going on. Or like John Malkovich, you could be in his head, you know? <laughs> I yeah, I don't think it's quite as fun doing it that no, way. You don't around. think he has a little door, Wolverine has a little door into his brain? Okay. Probably not. Would you want to go in there, if that was okay? If I get a B Wolverine, hell yeah. <laughs> well, as long yeah. as I'm not dying Wolverine and I'm super heal you. Oh, yeah. Heal, you know, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well, one thing I will say quick before we get going, we are recording in a different location this time, so if you hear any bumps or knockings or any other various sound, blame that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're at a famous bakery chain, which I may or may not work at. Yeah, possibly. (laughs) Possibly. And I may or may not have worked at, I don't know. (laughs) Take from that what you will. Yes, exactly. (laughs) All right. So, where would you like to start with this film? You know, what were your thoughts overall? I mean, uh, you know what? I wish I had done my X-Men homework before going to see this. Right. Because I was lost on some of the references, and it's been years since I've seen Last Stand, mostly because I think Last Stand is a pile of poop. (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying Vinnie Jones didn't make that film better? (laughs) I'm saying he didn't make it worse. (laughs) I mean, I don't... It had its moments, but I just thought it was. Yeah. I, think it was I mean, a, it was another one of those. Films. The first X Men I loved, X Two yeah. was okay. It, much like the Matrix, it <laughs> followed a downward trajectory yeah. in its sequels. <laughs> yeah. And then even like First Class, I wasn't too crazy about. I liked um, it. It was all right, but even Origins, I thought was pretty shitty. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm of the opinion that Origin was not as good as this film. But this was, I will say, the most I've enjoyed an X-Men film since the first. Okay. Since the first. Okay. I would put it in between, if I'm ranking them, the first and the second film. Alright, okay. Uh, and it's not without its problems, as a lot of superhero films, which I think I've gone over, I have some problems with. Much like time travel, I don't know. Right. But, <laughs> but uh... I, I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, I liked the, you know, I, I was wondering if I was going to be interested the whole time with just the Wolverine and just right. really knowing no other principal characters or actors for that sake. Like, yeah. No familiar faces, no, you know, <laughs> you know, no quips with Cyclops, you know. No, <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they vanished after the second film as well, didn't they? Like, he was only around for, what, ten minutes in the third <laughs> one? Uh, but, you know, I, I enjoyed, you know. Wolverine stealing his girlfriend. That was kind of yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. What was your uh, overall take on it? Well, I enjoyed it. I thought it dragged a little bit. Not necessarily the fault mm-hmm. of the actors. I just thought they were trying to tell too much with the story. And they almost gave a little bit too much exposition here and there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's just me. Most of the time I go to these films of... The X-Men films I want to go and see to see some good acting because most of the actors in the X-Men films are actually quite good actors and some fairly good fight scenes and again there were a couple of good fight scenes in it and there was also a bit of an odd fight scene. I I class the last fight scene as just kind of all over the place and not really... Which one was that? I, I mean the... Oh, with the, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) And and again, we'll get to that. I have a couple of notes on that one. But yeah, I thought they were going 
too far into slowing the film down to give you background because the way these films work best is slow, fast, slow, fast, slow, fast. And this was kind of slow, fast, slow, slow, fast, <laughs> slow. <Slower. laughs> Slower, lots of exposition, more exposition. Yeah. And what is Wolverine dealing with in his yeah. head? Like... But I'm all, I'm all for exposition done well, but this was mm-hmm. exposition done too much, I think. Uh, yeah, it was what, two, I think the runtime was 216, and Something it could like have that. been two easily. Yeah. I think two hours. Could have had it wrapped up in two, but <laughs> not, not the biggest complaint I have. No, yeah. By any means, but. <laughs> well, I don't know, where would you like I, to go? Well, if I had to rank it again, I would probably put it, I would put it on par with the second film. United. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will, I will say, going back briefly, the X-Men first class, I enjoyed it, but I had a few problems with it because I didn't go into it imagining it was going to be a complete reboot, which mm-hmm. it kind of has to be, even though they are going to tie like it like a in. prequel, yeah. Because at the end of X-Men First Class, you see that Xavier has just been hit by a stray bullet and is now paralyzed, and he's, what, in his early 20s? Mm-hmm. And yet, in the third X-Men film, you see that Xavier and Magneto, while not young, are still quite old. They turn up in a car, they both stand up and walk in. He still has the use of his legs. And they they completely ignored that, going with this new one. And after I sort of got used to it, I thought, okay, well, they're going with a reboot. And now I hear that they're actually going to be mixing the two together somehow, because there's time travel involved in the next one, so they're going to see each other. Time travel. Well, again. Well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they've got a good director to go in. With. Hopefully, it makes more sense than the Back to the Future rules. That's all I ask. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. At least you know, First Class I would say was better than Dumb and Dumber as far as yes. prequels goes. <laughs> yes, I have a roommate so. that will disagree completely with that, but he is also an idiot. <laughs> uh, no, so. As far as, you know, looking at characters as they're younger, yeah, it wasn't wholly terrible, but, you know, it seems like, you know, I always watch films and I draw parallels to others, I can't help it, because I have such a vast catalog of viewing history, I'm like, well, this is a lot like Rambo, caveman in the woods, you know, guy in the woods, doesn't want to connect with society anymore, hiding from who he is, you know, so that was like the first part of the film was Rambo, you know, for me. And then we got into a little Karate Kid Part 2. He meets the pretty <laughs> Japanese lady. Well, yeah. yeah and, oh, I wonder where this is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, I know I'm not asking for a mystery when I see X-Men, but it was, you know, once you see all the chess pieces on the board in this film, yeah. it's kind of easy to see how it's going to play out. And well, I know you figure things out quickly in films. Yeah. And I don't, but I, even this, I'm like, pretty clear, even... The surprise at the end. Yeah. I was like, uh, well, I know who's in there. Well, I, I, I would actually like to go into that quickly. I don't recall in exactly how it comes up in the film, but there is a line said in the film by one of the characters about someone faking their death. Really? And this is about half an hour before they get to the scene where you find out who is inside the, the armor. Yes, the uh, adamantium mecha. Yeah. Warrior the ninja. Deus Ex Machina armor. Deus Ex Adamantium. Because that, that suit does everything. Pretty amazing. It, yeah. yeah. I want to get one on eBay if I can. Yeah, I mean, in, including something that they go into absolutely none of the science of. of oh, the, how the heating up the blade or what? what? No, no. Okay. I mean that. I can understand how that would work. Although then, when the Wolverine is able to make mm-hmm. that work with the two, whatever. Yeah. But the whole thing of being able to extract a mutant power by simply drilling into their bone marrow and apparently nothing else. All it was was some drills that went into his bones. And then it's like, oh no, he's losing his healing powers and this person in the suit is getting it. Okay. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Sure, and he's getting younger and younger and younger, yeah. Yeah. Which went away fairly quickly. And he gets punched a few times and he gets older and older. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, I don't think we're meant to you know, <laughs> have an understanding of that. Well, no, but given how they went to such great length to explain that the grandfather nearly bankrupted the company by 
amassing all this adamantium to build this thing. Mm -hmm. They then don't go into any detail about the two main other parts of this armor, which are giant swords that heat up and can slice through adamantium, Mm -hmm. and drills that can take away mutant powers. And it's like, oh, this doctor's been working on it. That's (laughs) That's, that's a shiny suit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. In case you haven't figured it out and haven't seen the film and don't care about spoilers, the grandfather who dies at the beginning of the film is in fact... He didn't die? No, he did not. And they never actually go into any detail again about what exactly happened, other than he faked his death, but everyone saw him and thought he was dead, and he's still alive despite the fact that he was very clearly about to die... (laughs) Very sick for a long time. Yeah. So I don't know if he was acting for a long, long time. Like really committed to the bit. (laughs) Yeah. (coughs) Bring me some water. (laughs) Ham sandwich too. Every time people leave the room, he just gets up and goes for a walk. (laughs) (laughs) Like like Kaiser says, he just straightens his foot and starts walking down the sidewalk normally. Yes. I don't know. But uh, yeah, obviously, I I mean, he had some sort of arrangement with Viper. Yeah. You know, know, sexy oncologist or whatever she was. Yeah, I don't. I don't know anything about that character, so I can't say whether or not it was. And folks, uh, despite what you might think. A woman pulling off her skin, not as hot as you think. <laughs> Rather uh, upsetting for me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, just like, what, runs her finger all up her back, and then like down her front of her face, and just, and then she's bald. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Which she then, was she not bald the next time you saw her? I, I don't know. I didn't think she was bald at the end, at the very end. Uh, yeah. Maybe she was. Actually. How does Wolverine's hair grow? Yeah, that's never really gone in. <laughs> like, much like Superman, like, okay, the, at least Lewis and Clark, like uh, our friend Dustin said, you know, he yeah. laser beamed his beard in the mirror or whatever. But Wolverine, I don't know, it's like, he had the big bushy caveman beard, and then it's... And then they shaved that. It's shaved down. I just don't understand. Like, well, if he's te- eternal... Technically, his hair should grow at the normal rate. However, yes. there is that shot, once he's been burned... Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's the thing. His hair then grows back to what it was. Exactly. That is so. my problem. That was where I was going with it. Thank you. Because yeah. like, otherwise, I'm fine with that because it should grow normally. But shouldn't he be hairless until all of his hair can grow at a normal rate again? Yeah. It, if they're going to go with one rule, which it, it appears that his hair grows at the normal rate, except when it's all been burned off, in which case it'll grow back a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Just little so bit. he looks like the Wolverine again. <laughs> yeah, we, we can't have a bald Wolverine. No, we have to have the mutton chops and yeah, the, yeah, the big bushy sideburns. Great big bushy beard! <laughs> uh, uh, love you, Trim Bombat. Crusty chocolates. Alright, we've got an off track. Yeah, surprise, yeah. surprise. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, if we're going to be going into like the nitpicks, <clears throat> I actually have a couple of editing nitpicks. I oh, like editing, okay. Yeah. And it, when I say editing, I mean mostly continuity. Okay. I would Shame be... on you, script super, supervisor. <laughs> that is your job. Um, I know. I, I, always, I always wonder about the person on set, because there's always a continuity person yeah. on set, as well as... The editor is supposed to be working into making sure that any little niggles that get that, through yeah. are cut out as much as possible. That, that must be hell on a Tarantino film. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Are yeah. we in the future? Or are we in the past? Uh, and, of course, with the Who are we supposed to see in the background? Who are we not supposed to see in the background? Can you imagine, as well, a fight scene over several days... Where you've got this mass of bodies on the ground. Okay, these arms have to stay where they are. I can't imagine doing, like, eating scenes because the levels of soda and the level, you know, how much food has been eaten every time. That that is why if you actually look at a lot of films when people are eating, most of the time people are taking little bites (laughs) Uh or you don't see the plate unless it's... An important thing, yeah. like they're messing with their food. Or they have a spit bucket as well, because they <laughs> yeah. will get violently ill from eating 900 hamburgers yeah. in, the, in a day. <laughs> anyway, what were yeah. you saying about but the anyway, uh, editing? Well, there were two things that I saw, and not only did I see, but my wife noticed, and that's something. <laughs> she does not notice these okay. things. 
Number one, the scene where Wolverine and Mariko are in their the summer house type thing. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly yeah. what it was. And they're eating the soup. I think it was probably wasn't ramen or something, but it was it was something that <laughs> top ramen. Like, it was some top ramen. Yeah, it was cup of it was cup of noodles. I think. And Wolverine sticks his chopsticks yes. in the bowl, sticking up, and she points out that that is not the thing to do. I believe it symbolizes either bad luck or death or something like that. And so she reaches over, takes them out, and puts them on the table. Mm-hmm. And then they continue to discuss everything and. They come to a point where Wolverine points out that you know, he is definitely not Japanese, he's not all into the tradition, and it then cuts back to her and she says, yes, I know, and she reaches over, p- takes out the chopsticks and puts them on the table. I, I thought of that, but it, there, it seems like they left an edit point in there where he could have put them in there while the camera was on her. Well, that's the thing. That one was iffy for me because it was like, okay, you never saw him put them in. So yeah. technically it's a continuity. But it was a two shot. But so yeah. he could have done it, which is fair enough. Mm-hmm. However, my second okay. continuity problem, unless she's the quickest person in the world at putting clothing back on, would not yeah. be possible. It's a point in the film where the doctor basically reveals herself to the son of the grandfather who'd been basically trying to take over the company and all of this and thinks he employed her to make sure that Mm -hmm. this stuff was happening and she comes to kill it and so she's walking into the room and she takes off her right glove and then it cuts back to him saying something cuts back to her she takes off her right glove she then states a step forward it then shifts a little bit to a different camera angle where she takes off her right glove and (laughs) and then she takes off her left glove so she takes off that right glove three Three times times in a matter of ten seconds (laughs) (laughs) I am ashamed to say I did not notice that Uh, there was something that was a point in the film where it was lagging enough that I was kind of like okay I know she's about to betray him let's get this going and so that was more obvious to, to me because I wasn't as invested in that scene. Because hmm. as I should have expected, I kind of knew where that scene was going from the start. But yeah, so that, those were the two major errors that I saw looking at this thing. And if that's the worst thing I can say about this film, I don't think that's too bad, really. <laughs> that, there were, that there were some really shocking continuity errors in it. Yeah, you know. Every film's going to have those. Uh, the, the one that I almost laughed out loud at was near the end, um, where, you know, they realize they're, oh, they've taken her to this top secret, well, I don't not necessarily well, top yeah. secret, but secluded fortress area, you know, on the cliff, whatever, yeah. you know, and that's, you know, where they got to get to. And meanwhile, well, you know, their home is guarded by like 1,000 ninjas. Uh, <laughs> this, you can apparently get in the back entrance by cutting a padlock. Yeah. <laughs> All you gotta do is take a sword to a padlock, and you're in. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. I, <laughs> I, was, I don't know if you thought that, but I'm like, seriously? It, it was, a padlock? There's not a, a camera? There's not, there's not a security guard? <laughs> I know. Well, there were loads of security guards, but no one watching a security feed of any kind, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. They were all on coffee break. I'm, I, but, I'm like, okay, she got into that rather easily. They just needed to... They decided they needed to move this movie on. <laughs> We're getting her in here quickly. <laughs> yeah, that that was a bit of an odd thing where it was she's safe for most of the film and they they really dragged out that initial escape from the funeral where uh, she's trying to be taken and then Wolverine gets to I her thought that was a pretty cool scene though. It, it, it was, was good. It was yeah. actually fairly exciting and loads of different things that they ended up yeah. doing with it, which is what you want in a mm-hmm. fight slash escape scene. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, and, oh yeah, I, I did like Ninja Hawkeye, as I was thinking. Of yeah. him. I'm like, ooh, Ninja Hawkeye, he's cooler than the real Hawkeye. But <laughs> it was, yeah, cool seeing the battle from up top and the, the you know, battle on the street. Yeah. You know, and the... Although, so th- this whole thing takes ages throughout the film, and then they capture her and tell Wolverine where she is and all this in... Pretty much about the same span of time as that escape scene. It was like, you know, and now she's captured. And now Wolverine is getting better. And now they know they have to go and get her. Like, those three main things are all done mm. in the same amount of time as saving her from the funeral. I thought that was a bit of uh, 
yeah, we've reached a point where we need to hurry this film up. No one's no, going to be no. sitting here for two and a half hours. We've got to, <laughs> got to get to the end. I don't know. I, I loved uh, the fight sequences. I thought they were great throughout, and it's it mixed one of my favorite genres as far as action goes, which is the martial arts films. Yeah. Um, I, I don't care for them particularly for their stories. They're all avenging their father's death or brother's <laughs> death or whatever. But the, see, you know, the, it's just scenes are always well done. I think mostly, you know, if you watch the older films or Bruce Lee films stuff. But yeah, this, you know, I thought the fight sequences looked great with the swords and the staffs and not a lot of like, you know, a lot of problems with Matt, with Man of Steel. It was so just super Flash Gordon-y. You <laughs> couldn't tell what the hell was happening at all. Yeah. But, uh, the, you know, I, very well choreographed scenes. I don't know. I enjoyed that aspect. 100%. Yeah, that was really good. Most of the martial arts in this film were done well. Mm-hmm. And there were, as I said, a lot of differences in the fights at the funeral and getting away from the funeral. And they managed to they managed to dispatch more enemies in unique ways than I would have thought they <laughs> would have been able to. Yeah. Knowing Wolverine and everything. Speaking of unique ways, what do you think of the way they uh, brought Wolverine down? With the uh, arrows. Yeah, turning him into a hedgehog, basically. Mm, yeah, a hedgehog or, you <laughs> know, a, a giant parade balloon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with all the tethers. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. I thought they were going to be doing more of, you know, let's say he's been caught five times. Mm-hmm. So, and then pull people along with them and then scramble around to get to, rather than just shot, shot, shot. Shot, 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 yeah. shot, 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 shot. It looked rather beautiful. I'm like, oh, yeah, it, yeah, it, it was looked, fantastic yeah. imagery. When they actually did that. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it was one of those things where you could kind of tell it was matte painting, and then this little zoomed out thing of where oh, they yeah. were. But so yeah, it was a wonderful, wonderful shot. I thought of when he finally goes down, and you see it from up high that he's yeah, it was one, yeah, one of my favorite shots in the film by far. <laughs> Alright, well, I want to go into the sort of last 20 minutes of this last film. Last 20, okay, now. The, yes. The, the, basically the, the point where he's captured and they're attempting to cut his claws off from then on. So, you know, he's in this chair and all of a sudden you realise, okay, this has all been building to this. Like, everything that's been going on has been building to they wanted Wolverine in that chair and they're going to do something yeah. to it. And then the gigantic suit of armor yes, the, pops uh, up, the, which the, the mini Jaeger, we'll yeah. Call it. <laughs> yeah. And so that pops up, gets out one of two swords which can glow burning hot, and the idea is they're going to chop his claws off. There are worse um, things to have chopped off, fellas. Let's yeah. be honest. But <laughs> then again, it's the only thing that doesn't go back. <laughs> so, I don't know about Wolverine, but yeah, <laughs> speaking for myself, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take my claws, please. <laughs> so when this started up, I just started thinking, oh, okay, they're kind of for anyone that doesn't know too much, the Sentinel, basically giant robots that go around and their job, their mission in life is to exterminate all mutants. And Kill what happened? all humans. Had <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful dream. I think you were in it. <laughs> so I thought, okay, maybe this is a precursor to it. They built this thing which is going to be going after Wolverine and you're going to find out at the end that there's more stuff. And you find out very quickly that's not the case. And all of these things start happening so quickly that it really did... I had a little bit of trouble following some of it at times because it was cutting between three different... Well, you had uh, Viper and what's-her-name's fight. Uh, Yeah. Yukio or whatever, yeah. Yeah, Viper and Yukio, but also Kanuchio was involved sometimes. Yeah. With that, sometimes with the other Mm -hmm. one. Yeah, and then Wolverine and, you know, giant armor guy. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting, but I thought it was all too... This was one of those ones where it was all too predictable for me. It was, okay, he's lost one of his claws, one of his set of claws. Mm-hmm. He's now going after that guy. He is going to think he's beaten it, but it's actually not. The only thing I didn't figure out was that he would still be able to steal his healing power, <laughs> but that's mainly because why the hell would I have known that? that would... yeah, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> the Viper lady is dead. No, she isn't. Oh, no, yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> that was one Apparently, of my notes. Apparently, is a hanger. Just, yeah. yeah. 
one of my notes actually I put down was just, oh no, not Viper Lady, anyone but that. <laughs> <laughs> she was not, so important. I know, is it? We spent so long on her character. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So what, you didn't like the editing of the final no, scene? Like what? You just would have liked it more linear, or I, I think that I actually would have liked faster edits in that. Well, because um, I, I, I got, I was starting to think, uh, well, what's happening with Viper and what's her name? Like what's going on in that fight right now? Well, well, that's the thing. I wasn't lost in. I didn't really know who it was, but I was lost in that they completely lost me in getting invested in the fight because I could tell how the Wolverine thing was going to go because, you know, he lost one set of claws, but he was he was then going to beat the thing. Oh, wait, no, he didn't. Yes, he did in the end. You know, Wolverine well, was going to win. To be fair, you can say that of any hero movie. Yeah, you, it, you it, can, it's a safe bet the hero is going to win. Yeah, the, so. hero, the hero will win at the end. Yeah. And unfortunately, the stereotype of most of these films is... They think they win, they haven't, and then they find a way to win in the end mm-hmm. as well, normally with the help of the heroine, which it is what So maybe <laughs> more of a problem with the formula than with the particular film. Yeah, cause it, and then it was cut into the other fight, which I thought was too short. They didn't, maybe they'd run out of interesting choreography for that fight, <laughs> but it was, I think that fight was only a minute long in total, with all, could you cut to it and they were fighting and then you think she's dead, and then they spend a good, 30 seconds on her shedding her skin yeah. and losing her hair and then she comes back and 30 seconds later she's dead again <laughs> <laughs> dead dead yeah <laughs> she didn't get better after that one no no that one was permanent I believe <laughs> well they didn't show her body at the end so maybe no, she I don't know yeah, yeah. But yeah it, it was a little too formulaic for my liking because I mean, the ex-boyfriend who was trying to win her back and went this wrong way. He had to die because he'd gone down the path of evil. And, yes, 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 yes. And it, you know, in Japan, typically, once you've committed like a uh, great injustice, that bad thing will happen to you. <laughs> and it's <laughs> technically, I guess, it was seppuku. Just it wasn't him that did it. He was in jail. Seppuku by cop. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was as I said, just a bit too formulaic for my liking for that last scene and I thought that the actual fighting was over too quick especially given they were building this up as a big fight the actual mm-hmm. fighting was over quickly and then they were into more dialogue and, mm-hmm. which again I'm all for dialogue but this was sort of more dialogue and more dialogue alright so that, since I know that your answer isn't the Wolverine for this Thus far, I think now that we're probably through the bulk of the summer blockbusters, because uh, yeah. they tried to get them out earlier, you know. Yeah. Uh, what has been your favorite final sequence or scene? Was it Man of Steel, Iron Man 3, Star mm. Trek? You got Pacific Rim in there. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't say Pacific Rim, because that was the only part of the film I had the issue with. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Iron Man three. I thought that was a very interesting. That, that was a good a good way to end it. Yeah, I didn't have too many problems with that one, and they were able to sort of go out on a more serious note, which I liked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> given given how the Iron Man films yeah. were, I thought that was good. Let me just think quickly. Let me Russell, Russell, Russell. This is the end, of course. It was a fantastic last scene. Oh, okay. I, yeah, sorry, I didn't throw that in. I don't know if I call that a summer no, blockbuster, yeah. but yeah. No, yeah. That, I would class more along the lines of comedy, or, yeah. yeah, comedy, straight comedy. But uh, Into Darkness, that was that, that was, was a good awesome. film overall, and I wouldn't necessarily say my favorite ending. And Man of Steel, I had a lot of problems with the Man of Steel. Yeah, I, I think if with the billions of dollars of collateral damage not mentioned and the yeah. thousands of lives <laughs> that Superman killed in order to save like three innocent people in a bank or yeah. wherever it was, but, yeah. yeah. See, that's what I liked about Iron Man 3. It was that, like, a dockyard or whatever, where there was no one going to get hurt except for, for the players involved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think Iron Man 3 is probably the best film wrap-up. I, I would say, yeah, that was my favorite final fight, if you're going to say it, you know, yeah. that way. But. Yeah, it was, it was a good way of getting all of the characters together and resolving as many other plot lines yeah. as you could. And, ha- and having seen Pacific Rim prior... To this, this was a little lackluster, a little uh, yeah. after the fact to see a, like I said, mini Jaeger fighting yeah. <laughs> a Wolverine. What I've seen, two humongous, <laughs> you know, mecha warrior bots, whatever, fighting yeah. each other uh, with 
giant swords as well. <laughs> not flaming, apparently. You no, know, yes, unfortunately, no. you know, the water would put them yeah. out. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, it's not quite as simple as just pressing the sword button. The sword button. <laughs> yes. Press the sword button. <laughs> it's stuck. It's stuck. <laughs> Who was no, eating sword. peanut butter and jelly last time playing this game? <laughs> uh, I, I still don't understand. How they thought they could get away with that, like you know. Oh wait, we have one more weapon, and it's a sword, and th- that line didn't come from the person who had been piloting the Jaeger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Jaeger that was found re, not rebuilt, but you know, rearmored yes. and got ready to work again. And the first time it goes out is with him and the new person, and the new person knows more about the bloody Jaegers than he did. Yeah, but, yeah. But, <laughs> Oh, we forgot about the death glare. Let's open the visors and give him the death glare, and it'll blow up instantly. Uh, how did we forget about it? Anyway, this yeah. film, Wolverine. Um, but, I think I'm ready to wrap up my thoughts on this film. Well, I I was going to say the only thing we haven't really gone into, I suppose, would be the cameos at the end. Oh, um, interesting story on that. As most films, I I. I have a very small bladder, folks, and I have to frequently visit the men's room prior to the film conclusion. So I was waiting for the film to conclude and ran out of the theater the second it hit black. You yeah. Know? And, uh, you know, you know, panned out, panned out, panned out. I'm like, okay, this is the end. And go to the bathroom and realize, I've lost my hat. I have not have, have, oh, I need to go back into the theater. Yeah. What's this? <laughs> so I did not see all of that. Right. Where but did you come in? I came then? into Magneto is talking to Wolverine. Okay. And before before, too much, before the, it gets frozen, time gets frozen, right. and before Xavier rolls up. Okay. Right. Or Xavier, I'm yeah. sorry. Well, you didn't miss too much. Basically, all that happens is film ends and Wolverine's lost his claws and whatever. Well, so, yeah, you know, he's got his bone claws. Yeah, he's got the bone claws. Which I was, bone claws are cooler, I think, anyway. Yeah. Not as sturdy, but definitely <laughs> And I was actually thinking, oh, are they somehow going to say, well, we had this little stockpile of adamantium left from building this mm-hmm. thing, but no, they didn't. And so I'm wondering how they're going to go into the next film. Are they actually going to keep him without the metal claws, or are they going to try and get back to us as quickly as possible by having Magneto do something with They will have, yes, yes. There will be some <laughs> Deus Ex Machina again. Yeah. Just, well, we yeah. got that fixed. Thank God we got that into the adamantium, Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bet, I'll bet you anything it involves, maybe there's no more adamantium that they have access to, but Magneto will vibrate the metal in the skeleton enough that it will slowly come out and mm-hmm. heat up and form around the bone, and so it'll be fine again. Or they'll salvage the suit of armor. Yeah. <laughs> that was falling off the Yeah, cliff. which, to be fair, that is the most expensive scrap of heat in the yes. entire planet, I think, <laughs> at this point. But anyway, so yeah. he's, it comes up two years later, he's waiting in line. Oh, does it airport. say two years later? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And, you know, he's waiting like, and the guy comes up to him and he's standing in front of the metal detector and he says, you know, pat down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, one guy says, oh, he's gonna, you know. Kind not- of a callback to earlier in the film, he says hip replacement. Yeah. Earlier, you know. <laughs> yeah, so he said, you know, we got an opt out and then the guy behind him said, like, you know, which, the second I saw the hat and the fact that you couldn't see his face, I was like, that's Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And so you see, you do see Wolverine bring out the claws and you see it's the bone claws now uh-huh. and that's what he's left with. And then talk to talk and Xavier turns up. Now, do you have any questions about the fact that Xavier turns up? If I did not understand <laughs> anything that happened in that last scene. Okay. Nothing. Uh, I need spoon fed. All right. Well... <laughs> I I do not know enough to know if these are technically connected, but you do see a news report that mentions Trask or Trask Industries, and they're talking about a threat to all, like the biggest threat that's ever happened. And I actually mentioned it earlier, the only thing that has ever occurred, which is that big a threat to all mutants and they had to band together, is the Sentinel. I think that and the alien who is able to control matter and space and time with his mind. So, mm-hmm. unless they're going to go with Galactus, or whatever it is, it's not Galactus, that would be the other thing. Never mind, people are going to rip my head off for this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> unless it's going to be that guy, then it's going to be the Sentinels are being built. And I think that is what it is, because they mention a weapon. Okay. So that's probably what they're going with. But and what my question is, was this scene mm-hmm. playing out in, Z- uh, in Wolverine's 
Nine? Nope, no, this is actually happening. And it ha- happening. So how is question. Xavier there? <laughs> there it is. When he got pulled to pieces. Yeah. <laughs> and I know he says something like, "Well, do, I'm not. You're not. Did you think you're the only one with powers, or yeah. you know, whatever?" But I'm sorry, you got pulled to pieces. Either you're existing as subconscious or in his brain, like Gene, there's, or you're dead. There's a a scene at the end of the credits or at the middle of the credits in the third film. I know you hated the third film, so you probably don't remember. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Okay, I didn't love it. You know, so, I was nothing with it. At the beginning of that film, Xavier is talking to his students about whether or not it's ethical to put someone's mind who is in a body that's failing into the body of a man whose mind is gone, but his body is fine. I do recall that. You know. And, and I do. Yeah, the credit it's scene, been so many years. Yes, yes. In the credit scene, you see the nurse tending to the person about to leave, and you hear Xavier's voice saying hello. Yes, so yes, I do recall that, that now. He is apparently now in that person's body. But now, how does he look like Patrick Stewart? Exactly. The only <laughs> thing I can think of is that he is either he's walking around but projecting the fact that he's in a wheelchair and as a so or he's he is in a wheelchair but projecting his old image over himself. Yeah. So he, he must be projecting his old self onto his new body. I'm guess I would imagine he's still in a wheelchair just to make sure that that's all mm-hmm. that's all fine. But Oh well, yeah. he's just gotten used to being lazy, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> it pushed me around. Yeah. But yeah, so that I'm interested to see how they go with that. I really thought that they were going to end that little scene with because it looked like they were building up to it and they just weren't. With you don't see Xavier, but you see the other two see him as he is and they react to it, or at least Wolverine reacts to it because I'm sure Magneto has seen it by now. But they kind of <laughs> it was kind of odd. It was that whole thing of like. The world's in danger, and then it kind of zooms in slowly on Magneto and Wolverine, and then black. <laughs> there wasn't much of a reaction from either of them. It was just, mm-hmm. here they are. They're here. They're here. Yeah. Okay, Sim, Sim, Sim. We know these guys. Recognize them? Recognize them? Are you sure? Okay. See you yes. in a couple of years. Yeah. New film coming. New film. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was fortuitous. At least I got to see that, uh, or most of that. Yeah. Yeah, you, you didn't miss that much of it. Oh, so. yeah. you got the... I figured there might be a button, but I was like, yeah, bladder's more important. <laughs> yeah, you, you got the important. Yes, 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 yes. Well, that's kind of good, because uh, that would have been not as interesting to sit here and just describe it to you. Yeah, so like uh, having seen none of that, yeah. So, <laughs> luckily, yes, I forgot my hat for a reason. Right. So, uh, I don't know, ratings, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> as excited as that sounded oh, yes. uh, I think I went first last time Yeah, I'll go first I will probably give this film An overall rating of Minus I'm going to say minus 1.5 Wow now, that's, that's high, I think, to me I, think. I don't know yeah, Or high, I, expected from your review Yeah, I mean, I As I said, most of my gripes with this film Were the little continuity edits And the fact that it was slow paced for my, in my opinion, the actual acting and the story, I didn't have that much of a problem with. I mean, I could, I'm sure if I see it again, I might put it down to a minus two just because of that final fight scene is not only kind of all over the place, but predictable at the same time, mm. which doesn't make sense if I say it out loud, but that is mm. what, it, <laughs> what it felt like to me. But yeah, yeah and my, that is going to be also my, personal rating okay, for yeah. it. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the X-Men again. As much as I like Wolverine, I think he, it works, the character Wolverine works best when he's playing off of the straight guys. Yes, he needs, yeah, the sarcastic quips. And, yeah. Uh, you know, the, that's kind of the part I was missing in this yeah. film of his He needs character. someone to call Bub. <laughs> Bub. Yeah, <laughs> Bub. Yeah. I think this is a great film to look at. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun viewing experience. For me, I think you summed it up with one where they're predictable. Yeah. Uh, the love story was predictable. The, yeah. Like I said, with the chess pieces out there, I saw where it was going once the first act was complete, right. or maybe before that. I mean, yeah, I don't know how things are going to happen, obviously, yeah. but I, you know they're going to happen. Like, yeah. at some point, he's going to really be down and really be out of the game, and yeah. oh, he's going to find a way, and then guess who, you know, Japanese girl is number two is going to... Say, show up, you know, miraculously and help, you know. So, yeah, I I saw where that was going. Still fun to watch. I still enjoyed the film. But, like I said, there were no real shocks in it for me. But, I mean, I don't know if I should rate this against other X-Men films. Like I said, I've already told you where I stand on that. Yeah. Um, I would just try and rate it. Yeah. 
as, as a viewing experience, I'm going to be a little harsher, and I'm going to say a minus three. Okay. Minus three. I, I, like that's still like in my book a se- seven out of ten. Yeah. You know? Good film. I'll I'll watch it again. It's nothing I'm going to rush out and buy. No. Uh, yeah. Right away. It's not. It's not anything I'm going to have to have on that Tuesday <laughs> it comes out. Yeah, I, I'm sure my wife will get it once it's in the say. Ten dollar bin. Ten dollars or less. I'm, I'm on it. Yeah, I'm on it. And especially if it's got, if it's got some good specials, uh, or you know, good, oh, yeah. good bonuses always help. But you know, I like me some commentaries. But uh, uh, yeah, that's where I stand on it. A minus three. Um, uh, you have a uh, Netflix recommend? I do. Again, this is something that I'm about halfway through. But for me, being a fan of film and TV and the behind the scenes and stuff like that, this is actually being a really fun thing to watch. It's called. That guy who was in that thing. And it's basically a documentary following ten... Ron Howard's brother? <laughs> <laughs> following ten or so actors who... Steve Buscemi? Like, may have been in long-running series or had multiple parts in film, but you have no idea what their name is. <sighs> like, all of those people that are typically the recurring roles. No, you should have... For- <laughs> Pretended to forget what you were going to, what the name of the show was called. <laughs> I did. Uh, uh, that that, it's, that it's, thing it's that's on that Netflix. Thing, that thing about that guy in that thing. <laughs> What's it called? That, the yeah. guy in that thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. But yeah, it, there's. So it's a doc. Where, yeah, it, it, is it episodic or no, it's, it's just a full it length? Is, okay, yeah, okay. full length, length documentary. One of the people that the interview is Stanley Kimmel or Kimmel or whatever. He was the guy who played the psychiatrist in Monk, among okay. other things. Okay, I've seen a few Monks. And this Not was... real Monks, but no, a few yes, episodes yes. of Monks. I don't want to... Uh, monk. Right. <laughs> I want to clarify. Right. <laughs> uh, the, he unfortunately died of a heart attack in 2008. And I think from the looks of him in this documentary, this was one of the last things he was really interviewed so, for. So is that just archival footage, or is it this documentary dated to no, around th- that time? This is specific. I think the documentary came out in 2009. So okay. I, think, I think they got okay. all of his stuff. Yeah. And it's interesting to see all of these people talk about the process of getting into these things. Like They interview an agent who says that, let's say you're going for a pilot. You'll be one of a hundred people that are auditioning. And then if, you, if they like you, you'll come back and be one of 20 people that are auditioning. If they like you, you'll come back and be one of six. Then you'll go to the network executives. If they like you, you'll be one of three. If they like you, then you'll be one of two. Then you will get a phone call. Then you will do the pilot. And then you will wait for three months to see if it gets picked up. <laughs> yeah. And this is what well, that's, they do. Let's leave some for the folks. Yeah. Yeah, and it, this is the sort of stuff they do yeah. over and over. And it's fantastic to listen to these people explain what this lifestyle is. All right. Fair enough. I don't know if this is... A sleeper thing. I think it's quite, uh, what I'm going to say is a, from what all accounts, a widely popular, but I just gotten into it and it's called uh, another Netflix original, um, Orange is the New Black. Series. I have been wanting to get into that. It is yeah. amazing. Uh, I'm four episodes in, actually about four and a half. Yeah. I had to cut the other one short here to get here. Right. Uh, and I'm going to go home and finish it <laughs> when I go home, but, uh, it's created by the weeds. Creator Genji Cohen, who I, I mean, I was really on board for like the first four seasons of Weeds. Then it got a little crazy for me. <laughs> I like, I don't know if you ever watched Weeds, but I, I, never, I liked it. I, never I liked the appeal of the suburban mom dealing drugs. That yeah. was kind of cool. But then it got to be oh, they're killing a drug lord every week, <laughs> and they're you know attacking cartels and yeah. things like that. And I'm like, this isn't what I fell in love with. Yeah. But uh, this, you know, very short, you know, 13 episode, whatever. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a second season or not, but... Uh, Probably, given uh, the praise. But, you know, the, uh, I've talked to some guys are like, they were apprehensive because, oh, it's a chick show. It's a chick show. It's, it's extremely well written. It's extremely well acted. Uh, you right. have Jason Biggs, as much as I've enjoyed him since, like, the first American Pie. Yeah. Um, he's very much Jason Biggs. <laughs> and that's, that's some kind of American Pie things happening, but... You know, she, I'm not going to describe it too much, but she, five years after, you know, she had a uh, lesbian relationship, and five years later down the road, she's going to start this new life with this Jason Biggs, and uh, someone, uh, you know, has named her as helping this lesbian friend carry, you know, she carried a suitcase with some drug money or something that one time, so now she's got to serve 18 months in jail. And, uh, yeah, so uh, it's her becoming acclimated to this lifestyle each yeah. episode kind of goes into the 
back history, they kind of take on a new inmate or an inmate you've seen in a couple episodes and right. what brought them there, like their backstory. And it's hmm. very, very well done. Um, it's poignant. It's got heart to it. There are genuine laughs to it and genuine emotions to it. Like you right. feel the despair these people must be in. And it's, it's genuinely funny. I highly recommend it. So check that out. All right, That's all, right. all my bit on that. So. Fair enough. That, that has been in my queue for a while. It just depends on whether mm-hmm. or not Jamie fills up for watching it. But oh, I'm yeah, sure yeah. I'll get around to watching it somehow. It, it's, yeah, it's very well done. Good job, Netflix. So your original content is up there for me. <laughs> and now all you have to do is what everyone just wants you to do and pick up Firefly. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, please, please. Yeah. Uh, you brought before... back Arrested Development. For <laughs> and before we go, we'd be remiss if we did not mention my uh, buddy Dustin podcast. Yeah, um, Voice it is, Activated. It's called Voice Activated. It's him and uh, a friend of his, Phil. And they talk about all manners of things. Where we are, like you know, strictly film review. They talk films, music, art, happenings in their lives, uh, whatever they feel. Talk like they want to discuss. It'll be on there. Yeah. Uh, it is a much shorter style. Uh, so if you're looking for something on a shorter commute to work, yeah, they run about twenty minutes. Nice bite sized. They're enjoyable to listen to. Uh, so strongly recommend that as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And go to them. Tell them we sent you. Yep, and they've been great friends of our podcast, so, yeah, check them out. Yeah, we're looking forward to attempting some sort of collaboration at some point we, in the future. We, yes, we will have a, you know, a, a Happy Days-style crossover, <laughs> something with Laverne and Shirley, or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I don't know if that happened, but you got what I'm going for. Yeah, yeah we'll do I, a crossover. I, I would have gone with the, the Frasier, where they end up getting everyone from Cheers oh, in at some point. <laughs> and that's just because I'm re-watching all Frasier right now, right. so there we go. All right. Is out. Uh, <laughs> I think that's gonna do it for us. Is that about right, Paul? Sound good to you? Yeah, I haven't got All right. <laughs> I gotta go see some oranges in the new black again. So. All right. All right. I've been Brian. And I've been Paul. We'll see you next time. Bye.